The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hi, Christy. Hey, Will. How are you? I'm good. Why are you back in the room of no color and no paintings and no pictures? You're back in the room of of someone's holding you captive somewhere. You know, I don't think it really looks that bad. I think I think that I I think clearer when I don't have a bunch of stuff behind me, much less a green (laughs) screen. So keeping it very neutral. Okay. Okay. Well, it is certainly neutral. Okay, but to be fair. Baby steps, because I actually should probably soundproof this, but it's also kind of a guest room too. So I don't really have right, like right. the perfect office yet. So it's, but it's going well. I mean, you know, I've, I've uh, just hosted my first housewarming party. Um, nice. How'd it go? Slash six-year-old birthday. It was a nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> party oh the, there was a theme i thought you i thought you're gonna say it was a nightmare like how did it go it was a nightmare is how it went yeah yeah no no it wasn't i i worked really hard at it which i should probably try to work more on soundproofing my office but it was uh it was a really lovely time for my little girl and um she's actually well, you go birthday all so for what people don't know about you is you for your kids birthdays you go all out you are like I, You've told, no, you've told, I mean, we've had this conversation and and Brendan and I have had this conversation where it's like, you don't do anything small when it comes to your kids' birthday parties. Am I correct? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to brag, but I DIY quite a lot of things and I have like a big vision. And so with Nightmare Before Christmas, I really needed to make sure before we like lit the candle, I was like, are you sure, honey, that this is your new like fixation? Because my daughter gets really passionate. Of course. And she was like. She was like, no, no, Nightmare Before Christmas. I love the movie. And like, I love the movie too. So when you have this like animated movie that you grew up with and you're so passionate about, and you know, Wednesday Adams just came out and Tim Burton yeah. is alive and well, and the aesthetic is very like on trend. I was like, let's go for it. Let's have fun. And I did, I DIY'd a snake. If you, have you seen the movie Nightmare Before Christmas? Of course. Yeah, sure. Of course. There was a snake that eats a, a tree and I, I actually ordered on Amazon like um, air conditioning, like circular pipe and like <laughs> fabric. And like, I I will send you pictures, but yeah. I went all out and I should probably be soundproofing my studio. But here we are with. No, I mean, again, <laughs> it's 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 I'm it's not even about the sound as much as the aesthetic of the look. You sound good. You just you, you. you can be in any town USA, any room USA right now. It's true. Uh, that might be the, a good thing. With nothing that around, exactly. Because if be I anywhere. go somewhere, yeah. you know. Anyway, no, I've I heard miss you. I miss you too. But I've heard your kids' birthday parties are so epic that, like, you want, like, even adults want, like, I can't. Why didn't you invite me? Like, why didn't you invite oh, me man. to this six-year-old birthday party? No, I. Uh, you know, yeah. the parents, the parents did have a good time. I think, like, you can tell when a party's good when how how quickly people text you after the party right to oh thank that you. makes sense yeah, yeah yeah. or if they text you at all thank you and and like as, as last night people got home and texted me right away so i was like oh this was a success for sure but it was honestly like i piggyback off of my children's birthday parties so this was not only was it a housewarming <laughs> right with all right. my christmas decorations inside but then i had a purple christmas tree outside and everything else out oh, there man. 
Yeah. It was, I mean, it was, I'm just wondering, so how much of it do you think is the parents texting you going like, oh, that was amazing. And how much of it was the car ride home? The parents going like, she's how ridiculous. Are we ever going to like, we, she's ruined birthday parties for uh, our kids, uh, any kind of party. Like, are you kidding me? How are we ever supposed to follow oh that? No, That's kind of oh what no. it is too, isn't it? You know what? I think, I think that the, our, our little community of, of parents are a little extra. So I think that like, we all piggyback off each other, just going for it. Because I think that once their kids get a little bit older and they're not watching so many animated movies and they're not such like big franchises that have all these things at your disposal to either create or purchase online. I just don't think that we'll be doing this like in, yes, I don't will. know, once my kids like to, you think so? Yes, you I will. Knowing tell. you, yes, you will. I, know, I guarantee I you will. She's going to, you know, like the, like a 12th or 13th birthday party, you're going to go all out and it won't matter what she's into. It's going to be like, oh, I'm really into what name it, right? You know, it doesn't matter what I'm, I'm into high school musical. You're going to be like, well, then I've got to recreate the entire class, you know, the entire oh my God. gym and then I gotta get my, my friends like from the movie to come exactly. in. Exactly. Like oh, you're God. the person who's like, oh, it's a nightmare oh, no. for Christmas. I, I got to call Tim Burton. You're like that person. <laughs> Um, uh, mama tries. I don't know a ton of people, but I know some very cool animated voices speaking of here on I Hear Voices today. There you go. I, going back to I Hear Voices. See, you brought it right yeah. around. I mean, I don't know if my daughter's going to be into modern warfare for today's guest, but you never know. She could get into the, the gaming. You know, so one of the things that is so cool about gaming, I think, is that it's really the, 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 um, uh, I, I don't know what you would say today to not be, um, kind of uh, uh, dismissive. I don't know if it's the female side, the how, how you would say it, but the women, girls, uh, younger people uh, yeah. are are loving video games. And they're really, the, the, the um, female side is really growing because there's a lot of women that are headlining some of these video games and are, you know, huge important characters in a lot of these video games. So I think there's a real chance that your, your girls could get into this. The worlds are so immersive and they're kind of taking over for movies in a way. I mean, that's one of the things I want to talk to our, our guest about today is it's the, the um, IP that he's involved in is ridiculous ridiculously successful it's like the numbers are are insane when you hear about them so for this whole new generation of both boys and girls men and women he they non-binary everybody yeah. everybody's loving video games um and i think that is something that's that's cool and growing which is strange because you and i have talked so much about how like they added the x button on the controller and i was out like too much for me <laughs> Too many buttons to that's push. That's me. That's yeah, me, me too. too. Right? I never, it's... and that's the other thing, piano too. Like you have to be a very, like your brain has to work in a certain way or you just have to train it and try and fail enough to where you can enjoy playing the game. But for me, it was, I did Game Boy and then my, yeah, me my too. and my brother had Sega. And then I tried this, the, 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 the controller thing just really, really, really messed me up. So that's how I was when they, so I, the last new system I bought, because I was like a video gamer back in the day. Yeah, the last so new system I, I bought. Like, uh -huh. Yeah, like we were on the cutting edge, right? Nintendo. Um, I think, yeah, you went into, I got as far as PlayStation 2. Yeah. And again, that's when all of a sudden it was like, no, you need to do the buttons on the top and the button behind the controller. And I was like, mm -mm, mm -mm, too much. That's too really much. hard. That's it's really difficult. hard. It's difficult. I, Brendan actually really is a gamer. So my husband is a gamer and he doesn't let it he rule his He has the mind life. for it. He has, but he so? has the mind for it. I do. I do. Okay, Brendan has the mind to like, not only take in the entire story, but also to have that kind of the, the mathematical side you kind of need, in my opinion, to have all the buttons going at the same time. He seems he to have not, both of those things. Especially because he, he was trained in the Marines I, and they train a lot of military people. We should speak about this to him. And, and sure. if he's had any, you know, I remember going overseas and playing you know well at the time it was we but there was plenty of other guys um that were playing you know modern warfare and like things yeah. like that and they were Call, and they yeah. were all and they were gaming and it was very cathartic for them and it kept them sort of like in yeah. in reality but also one step removed from reality it was very good for them so it would be really cool to hear our guests yeah. uh Take well, you all saw of all of these caught you heard stories about these call of duty teams that were actual navy seals that were playing this game as a team 
where wow. it was it was one of those things where it's like, wait, you do this for a living and what do you do to relax? Oh, we're a team on Call of Duty. Like, geez. <laughs> so yeah, it's insane. But I'm I've so much, I'm very excited because this you know, our, our guest today has obviously done a lot in the in the voiceover world, but is primarily known for video games. And yes. and I think that, you know, we've talked to Troy Baker and we've talked to other people that kind of yeah. kind of run run the gamut of of all of the voiceover world. But uh our guest today But is really... Troy the is Troy the face? Like is his body and face also in? Yeah, for some okay. for some of them, yeah. And again, I, I don't. Say, I, I just know he's a huge video gamer. I know Laura Bailey is a huge a huge uh, game voiceover actor. So, uh, but you know, we're very excited to have today's guest. Who do we have here today on I Hear Voices? It's Neil Ellis is joining us. We cannot wait. Thank you so much. Hey, how are you? I'm good, Neil. How you doing? Good, thank you. Nice to meet you both. You as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been uh, really excited. We were talking. So our little pre-show chatter here was talking about how <laughs> we were all, we both considered ourselves gamers until the introduction of the third and fourth button on the controller. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, I hear you. At which point it got very confusing. Um, yeah. But it, this was also kind of as as big as video games were. This was before it's kind of become the new movie for lack of a, of a better yeah. word. I mean, it's, it's taken yeah. over, uh, you know, media everywhere. So I'm just curious, were you, were you, let's start here. Were you a gamer when, when you were growing up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I had uh, everything from, uh, I think when I was a kid, my sister had an, my, I have an older sister. She had an Amiga. Remember that? Nice. That's where I first got started. Um, and then everything all the way up to, to an Xbox um, for one Christmas. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, they're immersive. I totally, like, I hear you. I mean, uh, I mean, I was once, I once played Gears of War for 14 hours straight. What? <laughs> See, that's interesting. Yeah. That's very, very interesting. The, the, uh, the, the, like what you were saying about how it's the new movie, Will, but mm. like what, when we, and we've also talked, you know, cause um, Will is very big in D and D and the culture. Oh, of cool. Yeah. Do you, uh, have you ever played D and D? I, well, I'm, I'm in the middle of writing something right now and I just learned the term uh, true neutral. Ah, there you go. Okay. Are you a true neutral, Will? Uh, no, I'm. Uh, I'm a good. I'm. I. I well. Right. I, yeah. I'm. 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 I'm more of a. Uh, uh, yeah. I it's. It's hard to say which character I play. Um. There's some. Sometimes <laughs> I'm a chaotic evil, but a lot of times oh. I'm. Uh, I'm closer right. to the. Yeah. What I am is a nerd. Uh, Neil. Me too. And I, I also, love. Aren't it. you Empire? Aren't you an Empire guy for the Star Wars? Me. Yeah, I thought you were Empire. Well, no, I just, I've always said that, you know, if you ever got as an actor, you know, everyone wants mm. to play a Jedi and I would love to do that as well. But when I look down in my hand, I want to see a red lightsaber. So what about Revan? And we're completely interrupting Christie's flow, oh, by the way. Oh, that, no, that, no, that's fine. This is, this You're show not. is called I Hear Tangents. <laughs> so don't even worry about it. We'll, we'll get off. I on don't a hear you. <laughs> is also Maybe yeah. you're a Darth <laughs> Revan guy then. Uh, that could possibly, yes, there's, I mean, again. A little bit of good, a little bit of bad. You can, you never know when the blade's going to pop out. Is it going to be blue? Is it going to be red? You never know. That's, I kind of love that. There's also the, the whole, you know, if, all right, if we're fully nerding out here, there's also the whole uh, side that really the, the dark, the dark side isn't necessarily dark. It's just another way of looking at and utilizing the force. So there are people that claim that being a Sith doesn't necessarily mean you're bad, especially hmm. back in you're the day. Saber neutral. You're exactly. saber neutral. Well, <laughs> you none of these characters believe they're bad. That I don't was, think even General Shepard believes he's bad. I think that's true, but they, they yeah. you know, that's the question: is is do you know uh, do, do you know your own insanity? Is the is a whole nother yes. podcast we'll get into at true. another time. Well, no, but I also think you're talking about nuances in in how we approach characters, and and in terms of the character that you're portraying. I mean, you're literally the face of this franchise. Can you can you walk us into, well, you know, walk us through that process? Well, Ghost is kind of the face of the franchise, <laughs> uh, which I think is really smart because Samuel um, just smashes it. But yeah, I mean, Soap is uh, for, I think, the majority of levels in the game, um, you see Soap both in the uh, cinematic scenes, to your point, Christy, right? It's a very cinematic game. Um, you see him in the cinematics, but you're also playing as Soap. Uh, so I, the work I did uh, was a cross-performance capture in the cutscenes, the cinematics, as well as 
still wearing the suit and still with all the other actors, but my helmet camera is off. And instead they convert my helmet into a camera. So there's bits in the level that um, they get to a certain point and Graves might say, uh, Willis, we're going to have to bust this door open, so get on it. And then the player, if the player lingers, Graves will nag him. Uh, we shot that. That's me standing there. They're all in the PCAP suits with the cameras acting, but I'm in the PCAP suit, but kind of like the camera. You're the cameraman. Oh, yeah, for that for those pieces. So it's uh, and That's it's very so strange wild. when someone's nagging you to do something, <laughs> and you just have to stand there because they have to get their four nags out and they have to get gradually more angry, <laughs> um, and you just have to take it. It's the strangest thing. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step, and you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel, Juan Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Christina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez and I'm Joseph Carrillo and we're the host of Becoming an Icon season two. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For our fans who are unfamiliar with how to how you actually go about creating one of these uh, video games nowadays, so PK, you're wearing an entire motion capture suit, correct? What is it made of? Yes, just like spandex. Oh yeah, no, it's spandex and Velcro. It's a, a, an evil combination. Um, <laughs> you are leaving nothing to the imagination. Yeah, it's almost impossible. Actually, we had an issue because. Uh, um, on top of that, you do actually have a tactical vest like soldiers oh, wear, but it's not a tactical vest. It's there to hold all of the electronic equipment that goes for sound and the camera that's attached to your head. So once you've got all that on at the beginning of the day, they calibrate you, right? And then you are in that for the next eight or nine hours. There, there's no, there's no, because once all that gear comes off, they have to calibrate it again. So you're wearing it. Um, unfortunately, uh, 
uh, I just, I couldn't get comfortable in it some days. So I bought this chair, this reclining uh, garden chair <laughs> um, to the ridicule of everybody there. But really, they were jealous. That's what I was going to say. Comfortable chair you have ever. Oh yeah, and it, it had a, a lever that it wasn't just a lawn chair. Like it had a lever that we your your feet kicked out. Uh, I got a call the next day saying, "I don't bring that chair in again." And I said, "Well, why? I have every right to be uh, to be comfy." Yeah. He says, "No, because that chair had reflective stripes on it, and it oh. was you placed it within the void, within the." Uh, uh, the volume, sorry. And it threw off the data for an entire day shoot that had to be <gasps> manually, like, I had to be manually unraveled by someone. Because oh, every on. shot, there's like a chair floating around. So anyway, that was <laughs> it for the chair. But it's not the most comfortable wild. stuff. You get on with it, you know? But now, gosh, wait, you're shooting comfortable. <laughs> yeah. You're shooting eight yeah. hours a day? Yeah, that's the basic, because uh, there's no... You know, your some stages call it the volume. That's very similar to what they use at uh, Star Wars for, um, you know, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Really, it's just a giant stage yeah. with a ton of sensors. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, once you're in the suit by 9 a.m., that's it. They'll, they, you shoot until 5 or five or 6. Because they don't need to stop for rain coverage. They don't need to stop for anything. It's all inside. So... Yeah. And are you shooting yeah, it like a film? I mean, are you getting pages every day and you're memorizing your dialogue and you're shooting mm -hmm. everything just like you would be in a, shooting a film? Yeah, the sides. So they, the way they make games is that um, it's layer upon layer upon layer. So throughout the whole two years, I may work like two or three times on the same scene, but bringing in different elements, right? Um, but essentially the way the flow goes, like one's called the alone mission. Uh the very first day of, of, of performance capture um, was straight in at the deep end because it's a, a scene at the top of a level where Soap, my character, Soap McTavish, is injured. He's dying. Um, and he's trying to get his friends on the radio and no one's, no one's responding and, until one character does and helps him through the mission. Um, so that on that first day, uh, I got the script maybe four or five days before they locked the script. At that point, they've locked all the digital sets because even though you're working in a giant space, like they've built all the sets. Where the guy, the, the Jeff, the director, Jeff Nagus, is there with a camera, which doesn't look like a camera. It's called a V-cam. It's just a computer, basically. But he'll point it at you. And if you look up at the, the screens in the wall, you see your character on the full <gasps> set. What? It's That's already insanity. built. Cool. Yeah, they've been working for years building these sets. And then the actors start to come in and... It's very cleverly scheduled, right? Uh, so then we show that scene. I'm so sorry. I'm so confused. Walk, no so walk me through this. Okay. So the volume, that's your studio. Yeah. You I think in, it's some studios call it the volume, you know, others don't. Yeah. And then when you walk in, I'm, are you looking at like little taped squares, like little X's mm -hmm. and they've created a makeshift like cube for you to sit on if you're sitting or. or yeah. Or if it's a boat, they've taken some uh, scaffolding rigging. And they've they the wizards there the you know they have like <laughs> stagehands grips have put together kind of a boat it's on top of rubber tires and then they're moving it to make it look like a boat wow. that's that's the that's the most set that you will get okay so it's very sparse but then but then your director's shooting you guys in real time with this like computer mm -hmm. camera so it's very specialized um, mm -hmm. and so but then if you're looking at a different uh, TV, you're seeing mm -hmm. soap in the. Yeah, oh, you're video. seeing soap. You're seeing soap in a car or on a boat. Wow. So part of the director's job is to make sure that it's uh, well. The motion cap. There's also a motion capture director there. His name was Matt. Very talented guy. He runs the stage, and his uh, primary duty on our shoot was to make sure that um, that when we're playing out the scenes that it plays out on the digital set. So they're having to work together to make sure that when we are getting in and out of a car, which is just some scaffolding, you know, taped yeah. together um, or a boat that on the monitors it plays, it's very precisely matched. Wow, so that's technical. crazy. Look, that makes ADR look like- Oh man. Child's play. ADR is hard. I, I, have you ever, uh, the adrenaline rush when the beeps go, I can oh, never get it that's right. That's one of my favorite things in the world is ADR. So yeah. wait, so you're shooting this thing. How do you factor in 
that the player can control the character. So the player can, can the player kind of go off script? How do you, how do you mm-hmm. account for something like that? How do you, how do you shoot for every eventuality of what the player might do? So the, for the most part, all the levels, um, and in modern warfare too, you can play as a gunship, you can play as a missile in some of the levels, but for the most part, you're either soap, gas, or uh, Rudolfo. Um, they know that stepping into it. So uh, you'll shoot the cinematic and then you'll go into parts of the level where um, there is interaction with the other characters. And basically uh, the player, yeah, pretty much can do whatever, whatever the player wants. But the artificial intelligence that's the layer, uh, layer upon, under layer within the game itself will make the other characters start to speak up and say, hey, why are you looking out a window? There's a missile. Like, um, and so they start to chime in to that experience. So it gradually guides, it guides the player through. And then uh, you might get to the end of a level where the first player, Soap, has to do something, has to punch in a missile code as to solve a problem. And yeah, the player, and some players do, they just decide just not to do anything just yeah. to see what happens. That's true. Um, they want to tempt then That's what I would do. We, <laughs> yeah, we shoot for that. So we'll shoot that version. So uh, you'll go, you maybe a ghost or graves um, as, as I'm what's called idling. Um, and then there's an idle script. So that has each of them saying six times, hurry up hurry up listen you're gonna you're gonna we're gonna lose if you don't do something um and then that kicks in yeah five or six times and it's the ai of the game that kicks in like the player's just sitting there the player went to the bathroom yeah 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 yeah. they didn't press pause ai that's very interesting yeah and it's all it's all it's a lot of it's a lot of it's ai i think um i think this one is called uh next generation call of duty so it's very, very immersive. That's um, nuts. I think, I don't know if it made it into the game, but we did do some work in Amsterdam where there was crowd work. So the first person's moving through a crowd, but it just depends upon how you move. Literally all of the models are all controlled by AI and you can interact. Um, you know, they're, 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 looking, they're looking at you in the eye. It's very realistic. Now, wait, so, yeah, you said you shot in Amsterdam? Developers. You shot in Amsterdam? No, that was one of the scenes. Okay. Uh, one of the levels takes place in Amsterdam. Okay. I ended up only shooting uh, a vertical slice. So I worked for a few days on a level in Amsterdam that just never made it into the game. Uh, it made it in, in a different way. So another thing for your listeners, like when you do a video game, you're not just doing the cinematics and the voiceover in the first person. You're you may well be hired very early into the process. So I was hired in 2020, um, which is, you know, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't start working on the finished game. I started working on, they had me do monologues and um, little slices of levels that they would then take to a green light committee to continue the production of the game as kind of a, a showcase. Ah, so they get it. They need more and more money, basically, to keep it. Yeah, the money's released over time. Yeah, so you're kind of a utility player. I was going to say, how much was the budget on on this? Do you know? I don't know. Public knowledge, like, do we ever find out? Well, they make. I don't know. They make. I honestly don't know. So, so if if the yeah, if what I the information I got is right, and I'm sure it is, but it can't be. It's insane that in the first three days so first of all this was considered um it's like the second largest rollout in history and in the first three days the blockbuster game generated 800 million dollars worldwide so that is more than dr strange and top gun combined yeah which is insanity well so it's been three years since uh the first Modern Warfare 2019, which was spectacular, and I think was, uh, you know, definitely um, set up people's interest in this game. I'll say. Um, especially because, you know, you've got Soap and Ghost and some of the other, uh, and a newer character um, coming into the 141. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they did a really interest, did it really interest in this time because they decided to release, do a pre-release of the game on 
uh, October the 21st. Then was the, the, the normal release of the game on the 28th. And then multiplayer Warzone 2, I think not until November the 16th. So, so the game itself had time to breathe. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're just, I mean, listen, the people, so Infinity Ward makes the game. Um, Activision funds it, does all the publishing and the marketing. And I mean, they're, they're second to none in the world in yeah. terms of the assets that they put together, the hype that they put together. I mean, we even got to shoot a live action uh, tra- teaser trailer um which i wasn't expecting um so they they had all that stuff planned out in advance and we did it and that's where you end up and congratulations to them because there's literally thousands of people across america and europe there's a huge office in infinity ward poland and germany all you know contributing towards the game so it's a lot of people we had Troy Baker on and we only we only mm-hmm. talked to him a little bit about it, this process. So talking to you about this is really awesome. You you mm-hmm. seem to have such a fresh, obviously very up to date perspective uh, and so comprehensive. You know, Brent, uh, Brennan, oh, my gosh, Will, I did it again. I called to my she husband's constantly name. constantly calls me her husband's name. Sorry, because I love you. That's why I don't have no problem with it. Not like that. Um, (laughs) I think we all get that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it it was, it's like one of those things where we have this very traditional animation background. Mm -hmm. And of course, I think I would love to do mocap. There was a time when I was like, all like hoping that I would get that opportunity. Will, would you like to do mocap too? Someday? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, just, just because it's, it's so different and it's, it seems like this, it's, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds crazy and it might sound like hyperbole, but I do believe it's the future, meaning it is the mm-hmm. perfect hybrid of player involved, single person, which people want to be involved. If everything you're looking at is social media and it's all about me, 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 we come from a, whether you like it or not, we come from a very kind of uh, egotistical and, and selfish kind of society. So we're, we're all about social media. We're all about ourselves. We're all about our own brand. So the idea of a video game where you're in control, you're in charge, but it's also the hybrid of shooting where you are voiceover, your animation, but you're still shooting like a film. Um, I do believe hybrid. it's next. I believe it's absolutely next. I believe the next thing we're going to see is Avatar or, or wow. uh, you know, any of these kind of DC movies. But we get to be one of the characters in the thing and we get mm-hmm. to control what's going on. Oh, that, so that I, would be genius. I think yeah. that's where we're headed. And I think that's what video games mm-hmm. are showing right now is that, I mean, when you've got video games that are making this amount of money, this impact, are this intricate when it comes to the process of shooting them? I mean, you were booked, you said two years ago to start this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I, I, so yes, I mean, to yeah, long, long-winded answer. Of course, I'd love to give it a shot. Um, but I also think it's becoming a very specialized niche in the acting world. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you about is right. you started on camera or did you start as a voiceover actor or did you start on state? Well, let's put it this way. How'd you start? Yeah, well, just an <laughs> acting classes, honestly. Um, uh, I did a little bit of, uh, of theater when I was younger. And then uh, just a few years ago, I decided I really wanted to give this a to give this a whirl. So I just started shooting writing and shooting my own little short films um, and put a reel together and a voice reel together as well. I'm really passionate about voice. I, I, um, I got very lucky. I got, I got to meet a guy called Mick Winger, who if you've not had him on your show, like I would okay. invite him. He's uh, a fantastic actor, uh, voice actor. Um, I believe he's the voice of Iron Man from Marvel as well as, as well as a I whole know ton Mick. of others. Yeah, I know Right, Mick. okay, cool. Mick's a good guy. Right. Yeah. So Mick, back in the, I mean, I don't know if he's still doing it, but he had a thing where he had a little introduction to voiceover course. Um, so I did that with him and he had a weekly group where people got together at his studio with audition sides or just material to workshop. And it was such a nice group of people Aww, and everyone would give each other feedback. Um, it was like an hour long, you know, a couple of hours long. Um, then I got to a point where I really wanted a reel. He helped me uh, record a reel. Um, and then, yeah, just together with that, just like uh, put uh, put that together with, you know, some of the short films and things that I'd done, I'd, I'd shot and got it out there, basically. Um, just little bits and pieces. I mean, I've done stand-in work, background work, uh, I've done uh, like one-liner co-stars. Um, You're an actor. Then, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the co-stars are the hardest one, actually. Um, 
to, to book, I think. Yeah, uh, they are actually. <laughs> and and then to do one set because yeah. you're kind of like, you know, fitting you're in, like, you're fitting yeah, into like you're ready to go. Show. You know, yeah. yeah. Do you want fries with that? Cut. Sorry. What <laughs> sorry. Was I? Too much. All right. Sorry. sorry. Just pull it back. Tone it down. Tone it down. <laughs> um, and then I ended up booking. Uh, I got lucky because uh, I, I was. Uh, I managed to get a, a a small guest star audition for Agents of Shield. Um, so I got into uh, the mix with the Seraphin Company, okay. Krista Hussar. And then, yeah, I just, you know, you just do enough of that. People get to know you a bit and bring you back. You might not be right for this, but, you know, you guys know the drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I ended up booking Loki, um, uh, Loki, so for Marvel. So that was that was really the start of like, oh, feeling like I'm, I'm, uh, you've made it, you know. Yeah, no, well, I'm, I'm, I'm really doing it now. You know, yeah, I was yeah, there yeah. for in Atlanta for a number of months and surrounded by uh, just you know the best of the best. Yeah, it's a great. Um, so I have a question. Well, yeah. So then your so your confidence it sounds like in in sort of understanding your casting because when we think about the way that you're being casted mm-hmm. into the mocap, one right. one you know I actually look at Kim Possible which I, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know me and Will were on that show. Yeah. So Kim was really big, you know, in, in the 2000s. And, and so she was a very iconic looking character. And mm-hmm. I remember when we first started working with them, Will, that, you know, they were trying different hair colors out on her. Mm-hmm. Now that she's 2D animation and whatnot, but there right. is something to be said about when you see the voice of Pocahontas and you feel her energy and you're like, oh, they're kindred to one another, okay? When you when you see mm-hmm. Mandy Moore, she plays Rapunzel. These A lot of these actresses that play princesses or play Disney characters, I have noticed from firsthand experience, mm-hmm. there's a kindredness to the way they look, the way they sure. act. And I don't know, Will, you, you know this, like if you start playing a character, most of the time those studios will send along for the animators a, uh, a camera. Um, and they'll watch you and then they'll send it to the animators so that they can see the way that you're sort of interacting with the microphone. And I feel like a lot of people marry my actual likeness to Kim Possible. Mm -hmm. And it's strange because I don't do that much voice work. So I just am curious, Mm -hmm. like in terms of your casting as sort of this, like probably pretty masculine and like, you know, um, from a different country and sort of like an ass kicker. So it's like, that's your casting. So as you're- guy with a soft spot that's hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would Also, I think uh, if I've read the bio right, uh, the accent's fake, Mm -hmm. you're from Cleveland. Um, So we all know that. I need to shuffle off now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I I, I see what you're saying. Is is that something that you were, I mean, is it, it's not typecasting so much as just- seeing yourself in the character, right? Well, to your, but to Christy's point though, and actually kind of to the point before, so in, this is the era of, of 4K gaming, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know if you've seen the models for Modern Warfare or the models for Far Cry 6. When I was kind of figuring out what I'm getting myself into, because I knew this was going to be a two to three year commitment, right? There's no, there's no backseas. You know yeah. what I mean? Like once you're in, you have to, and I've all, like Daniel Day-Lewis says that. He says he only does projects every few years because he feels he really has to be the director's ally. And even sure. if it's pouring with rain, you're still there. Sure. So I looked up where gaming was at and I saw Far Cry 6 and I saw that Giancarlo Esposito was uh, was in that. And I got I got shown some footage from that and I was just blown away. So kind of to, to your point, Christy, roles like this, are going to be your likeness. They're going to be you. I mean, mm-hmm. you, maybe you're cast as a, a, a monster or an elf or, or something like that, but they will still capture your eyes. That's 100% what they're going for in terms of how, how cinematic gaming is now, where 4K can capture the nuance of a performance. And that your eyes are you. But for the most part, they're going to be casting you. I mean, they cast Rhea that as Laswell, um, uh, you know, and that's her likeness, same as Glenn Morshower. Um, so 
going into that, I knew this wasn't a monster or an elf or like Benedict Cumberbatch to smog the dragon, right? I knew yeah. it was going to be me. Yeah. So lean into that. Yeah. Absolutely lean into being yourself. And 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 that's hopefully uh hopefully that's what will play. And that's what that's what played in the in the auditions. But yeah, acting wise, I mean, of course it helps to understand what your casting is a little bit. I mean, you, you have to have an idea of that, I think. I mean, I, I don't know if it's the most interesting stuff for audiences to hear about, but for actors, yeah. I mean well, we have um, a lot of actors. In fact, we have a contest going on right now oh. that's really fun. And um, it's sort of like the, not star search. I don't know if you- American Idol. So we're such a, sure. we're doing, uh, we're doing a, and it's going to be launching soon. We're doing the uh, American Idol version of finding the next big voiceover actor. And you win- Very a, cool. Or mocap, you win a, yeah. A, yeah, a year. Well, yeah. you win a year with a voiceover agency and you win some very cool things and you're flown out to LA nice. and you win some cool stuff. But we always love to give as much of, you know, as many acting tips as we can, because at the end yeah. of the day, sure. every, every actor we're talking about is not a, you know, I don't, I don't, yes, I do voices, but I'm an actor first. So yes, you know, yeah, yeah I do mocap or any, but yeah, we're, what we do is actors and we just kind of find our medium, but that's one of the things that I find interesting and a little scary about the mocap world is because one of the things that I love about animation is mm -hmm. that I will get cast in things that I would never have a chance of oh, ever right. being yeah, cast as. Yeah. Uh, in a, I mean, there's no way they were, would have ever cast me as Batman. Mark Hamill said that. Yeah, he? and it's true. So as a perfect example, I'm sitting in between <laughs> Kevin Conroy, right. God bless him, and Mark Hamill as we're doing Batman Beyond. Yeah. And I just never would have had that opportunity if it was all live action. I just, I just, the, the kind of the, hey, it's all going to be mocap and the future is great, but it's also like, man, it's, you know, I got to, I used to get to play superheroes all the time and now I might not be able to anymore because now it also has to match how you look. And that's, that's a, a kind of a difference in, that that's happening in the, mm -hmm. in the world of mocap. Um, mm -hmm. So I think there'll always be animation. I think there will always yeah, be animation. Too. And um, the fact that you're able to, to work on something like Batman beyond with those legends and um, rest in peace, uh, Kevin Conroy. Um, uh and 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 then you know bring it maybe more to center just shows you that you've got range as an actor you know i would i would you know but motion captured listen i would say the majority of motion capture work that i've seen out there is in the realm of uh monsters mm -hmm. fantasy yeah, um creatures yeah. especially creature movement right so one of the things one of the auditions i had to do for call of duty was movement um, I've forgotten the guy's name. Is it Richard Dorton? Anyway, he's a motion capture actor, but also does motion capture classes. Oh, okay. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. And so if you look at his website, you'll see he talks a lot about, at least for, for work like that, the, the craft of the actor is in the silhouette, right? Yeah. It's in, it's, it's in using your body yeah. to convey as much as you possibly can, because yes, they'll capture it in the motion capture, yeah, the fidelity is great, but you've got to give. I've heard I heard it said on a few times on the Call of Duty set. Just make sure that you're giving enough to the animation director. There's another director, by the way. The animation <laughs> director is also. Yeah, need there. at least three. Need at least three. Yeah, make sure that the animation you're giving enough to animation. Sure. Uh, in terms of how you're moving, so one of the auditions I did for them was with a rifle. So I had to show them that, um, you know, there's a big difference between can hold a gun like this, right? Or, you know, they typically hold them down here, but then what plays a lot more on camera occasionally, you don't want to go to B movie, right? but it's to, it's to bring your, it's to bring, you see the difference? Yeah, yeah. Like be here, Way more or it can be here. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. That, you don't, can't do that all the time, right? Right. But that plays way more and sells way more of what's going on than, uh, than just, you know, having a more neutral, neutral body so so yeah I mean, well there's also the for the yeah for the anim for the, the the stuff you're talking about kind of the animals and and the the creatures and the, it almost seems like I, I know it's a weird correlation but it almost seems like interpretive dance where it's kind of you're trying to convey the spirit of this animal and the movements of this animal or creature or whatever That's and nice. maybe sometimes you have no dialogue so it, it, there yeah. is something along the lines of it. Uh, mine isn't right, but it's it's it, again. It's 
the technology is creating new types of acting which i think With is something voice, that's very interesting too. well it's your voice and yeah. your body and you know yeah. i it, it's just very very interesting all the way around now I, there is one yeah. thing I, I would like to talk about and again i don't want, i don't mean to put you on the spot but there's been a lot of talk about okay, how well, go ahead. video games <laughs> are they're getting to be huge business they're making hundreds of millions if not billions of dollars and the actors are not uh now oh, okay. is there is i mean do you have a feeling about that where you're you're putting your heart and soul into something and the company's making a ton and ton of money and a lot of times the actors are not i wouldn't say they're not fairly compensated because you know you go in you go into a contract knowing what you're going to be paid but right that's but the thing you do but there it's is a buyout right certainly a the the, the world yes. of it's yes, getting it it's getting to be bigger business is there a time where we need as actors to renegotiate what's going on because there's so much back end to these <clears throat> video games nowadays um, well, I think that they are. I think that's just an, a process of evolution each year. I don't know how often, because um, it would be the, the SAG after, right? Yeah. I don't know how often they have that master contract renegotiation, but um, I think it's fairly frequent. And they try, to, I'm sure, I'm not, I'm not speaking on their behalf, but sure, I would imagine that you you try to be on top of trends um, as much as possible. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the union's there to provide a basic agreement that is the the kind of the floor, mm -hmm. um, and you're protected in 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 that instance. Uh, instance, um, you know, as, as 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 it relates to like the box office uh, or the, the the gross of the, the revenues that uh, that the game is making versus your pay. It's, I mean, the only advice I've gotten and that I could give is like you just try to get the best manager or agent or yeah. both and attorney that you can that understands this realm you know that's the key going into it um especially if it's motion capture if it's motion capture it's a little bit more than voice yeah um are they capturing your likeness is it you is it you that's you know going to be on the poster or you that's going to be the the character model for the game you've got to do your research and is there a bump? Ideally, I am curious. Is there a bump in pay when they are using your likeness? Uh well, that's all negotiated in the in yeah. the beginning, right? So mm -hmm. there's no, I don't know the SAG after a thing well enough, but like because I know there's like stunt bumps and yeah. overtime yeah. and you know, these sure. types of things which are sure. which are catered for. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I think you just that's all kind of has to be thought about up front, really. Um, good representation. Then, you need good representation. Well, it's not just good. It's not just good representation. It's representation by people that understand video games. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And the that and where sense. it's going in the world and yeah yeah yeah. I can, and I by the that. way, all the other deals that are out there, you know, I mean, yeah, um, yeah. you know, it's helpful to. Uh, but most, you know, most voice agencies and most film and TV agencies will have um share that information internally so if someone is lucky privileged enough to book a video game they'll get the person from the agency or the management company who's most familiar sure. with those deals to chime in as well as as well as with the right. attorney there's somebody who focuses um, on that right right yeah right. and you, as an actor you really have to just you know rely rely Trust upon your that people. And then, <laughs> yeah and then make it yeah. make it make a choice you're committing it's going to be a two to three year commitment yeah are you going to be in a huff in 12 months time from now uh you know or or are you, are you are we good to go and you've just got to be you know get the best deal that you can and i'm in let's do it this has been so that. informative i'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for god to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet you need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel, Juan Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Christina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez and I'm Joseph Carrillo and we're the host of Becoming an Icon season two. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are now, if you don't mind, if you would join us in playing our weekly game. Yes. Are you uh, ready? Uh, we play a wonderful game called Across the Garden as our All right. wonderful listener. We like to keep it singular because then if we have more than one, we're just, it's a bonus. <laughs> uh, but our wonderful listener loves to. Here is our Across the Garden where, of course, we are playing once again Ricky and Mocha, the wonderful mice trying to make it across the garden uh, and encountering other woodland creatures along the way. And uh, we bring in an amateur voiceover actor every week and give them a shot. And then we're going to take all these pieces every week with the amateur and we're going to have them all animated. So everybody gets a little chance to be in their own cartoon. It's a ton of fun. We really enjoy it. We've got wonderful actors like you who, who will join us on this journey. And yep. our guest today who we can bring in. Hello. Hello. Are you Jacob? I am. Hi, Jacob. This hey, is Jacob. Jacob Stone. Now you're an actor, singer, voiceover artist, and teacher. Yes, indeed. Um, and you live in Salem, Mass. You live in my old, near my old. Oh, neck wow. Of do, it's I a do. cool place to live. Which is very cool. I've still always wanted to do Halloween in Salem, Massachusetts. So cool. Time. It's, it's time. I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, are you ready to join us this week to play Across the Garden? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. You are going to be playing with the, the amazing Neil Ellis, who... Uh, oh, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> we think you're amazing. We think you're amazing. Uh, so yes, Neil, of Everyone's course, uh, amazing here. is uh, yes. from the Call of Duty franchise, yes. and we are going to once again be playing Across the Garden. I will be Ricky, uh, as always, uh, Christy will be Mocha, and then we've got some other people coming on. We've got Sergeant Smythe, and we've got Private Johnson. Everyone has their roles. I will be reading all of the stage direction as well, and let's jump into it. If everybody remembers last time, well, as always, Ricky Mocha can't seem to get to the damn mall. But here we are finally. So fade in, exterior mall continuous. A noticeably shabby Moke and Ricky stare up at the giant entrance to the mall. Well, we did it. After the trials and tribulations, we're finally here. Aren't you grateful? If, if one more thing gets in our way, I'm going to cut a bitch. That's fair enough. Just as they take a step towards the door, a voice. Halt! Who goes there? Where's my blade? Ricky and Mocha look up to find Sergeant Smythe, a chipmunk in a British Bobby's uniform, standing on a small makeshift parapet. 
We we just want to get to the mall. And I just want to get a holiday at Brighton. But that's not schedule either, is it, mate? A beat. Sergeant Smith looks over to his right. Is it? Another chipmunk with a clipboard pops up. Uh, no, sir. What is scheduled? Uh, we have tea and crumpets at noon, herb picking at one, and a merry roger around near Piccadilly at two. Sergeant Smith turns and drops the accent. What does that mean? Johnson drops it as well. I really don't know, sir. A beat. Sir, why do we need to put on the accent? Because it matches the clothes and these were the only uniforms they had left. I know, but I don't know what any of the words mean. Me either. What's our actual schedule? Ah, uh, we're standing on this balcony saying, Halt, who goes there? Until one, and then we can have some lunch. That's what it says. Well, it says bite of spotted dick, but I think it just means lunch. Dear God, let's hope that's all it means. Back on Ricky and Mocha. Why does everyone start conversations with us and then forget that we're here? That's a, it's a fair question. They notice him again. Forgot you were here. Why were you coming here again? We're just going to the mall. I think that's allowed, right? We've let everyone else in. Sir, do you think they just stuck us out here to get rid of us? I mean, we don't really do anything. I know what you mean. I mean, I'm not even technically a police officer. I got laid off my job as a motivational calendar model and I just kind of fell into this. You? I'm not really sure. I got a nasty bump on the head and woke up here yesterday. Pretty sure someone somewhere is looking for me. Ricky and Mo could just throw up their hands. Okay, we're just gonna go in, okay? I, I, I am not asking anymore. We are going to go. Yeah, that's fine. The door's open. Ricky and Mocha walk into the mall. So, no memories at all. I've always been a chipmunk. That's a fair bet. The rest is kind of a blur. They walk into the mall, fade out. That was great. Oh, that was funny. Oh, oh thank you guys so much. Oh my gosh. Uh, I love Well I, done, Jacob. Uh, Jacob, thank that you. was amazing. I've got to say, for Sergeant Smythe, I never would have played him that intense, and I loved it. I love just the background. You, you can tell there was a background that was nuts. And then Jacob steps up. Jacob, I have to ask, are you going to be entering our contest? Absolutely, I am. I'm always looking for a new opportunity. Oh, we cannot oh, man, wait. So, are you talented? Thank you so we much. We can yeah. finally tell you the date. No purchase necessary. Can submit your entry at I hear voices at iHeartRadio.com between January 9th and February 9th. Entries will be judged. The contest is open to legal residents of the United States who are 18 and older. And we will post official rules for complete details as we get closer to the start. We're very excited. So, Jacob, you've got to join because uh, you are very talented. you got to put you. in a submission. Uh, also, where can people find you if they're looking for you? Uh, you can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and TikTok, all at the same handle, at Jacob Stone Actor. That's J-A-K-O-B. That's awesome. Thank you so awesome, much. Jacob. We are really looking forward to your submission, Jacob. Thank uh, you. And you never know. Somebody's got to win. And, uh, Somebody's got to like, win. Like Christy likes to say, we're giving you a big break. I like yes! to say we're, we're cracking the door open. But either way, it's yes. probably going to be somewhere in the middle. Yes. Um, so uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Jacob. We appreciate it. And we cannot wait for your submission. Thank you so much for having me, really. Bye, Jacob. Bye, Jacob. Well done, buddy. Neil, thank you, too. That's I mean, isn't it fun to see new people like getting, yeah. getting their start? I love it. It's wonderful. And it's um, it doesn't take much. You know, you just did you guys write this? I, oh, I, I write him every week, yeah. Will's oh, the wow. writer. He's amazing. Oh, I, I've been That's fantastic. lucky enough to write. I've written for a lot of the animated series that I was on. I wrote for Transformers oh, and for... Yeah. Uh, I wrote Thundercats. for uh, Teen Titans Go and Thundercats oh, wow. and a whole bunch of different stuff. Incredible. Stories. I've been... been yeah, well, that was... Well, good luck. That was incredible. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're so happy to have you here, everybody. Where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram uh, and TikTok now. Yeah, TikTok. Uh, <laughs> what do you do on TikTok? Neil, what do you do on TikTok? I put up a couple things on there. I am going to do, uh, I think I'll do uh, um, a little uh, soap video probably for um, cool. a little no, nice. closer to Christmas. But yeah, Instagram is Neil uh, underscore Ellis until I get my hands on Neil Ellis. Uh, and then TikTok is Neil underscore underscore Ellis, which is spelled 
E-L-L-I-C-E. And that's just um, until you can get your hands on Neil underscore Ellis. I, you know what? Here's the thing is I did. I did. I did. I had it. Neil Ellis. Nobody took it, right? I, yeah. I had it. I don't know what I pressed. I think I got the birthday wrong, but basically oh, no. it was like, you can't post anything. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, delete it. Delete it. So I deleted it. And then I told my friend, he was like, why did you do that? You could have changed it. He, I was like, well, let's go back on and I'll register again as Neil Ellis. Sorry, it's going to take 30 days. Wow, you got played by the myself. TikTok app. Yeah, by yourself. <laughs> by, 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 by myself. myself. It happens all the time. <laughs> oh, no. oh, thank you for joining us. And of course, Colin, no, thank you so much. For Modern me. Warfare 2 uh, was scheduled. Uh, it's got PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox, mm -hmm. Xbox One, PC, PC Battle.net, Steam, and it was all released on October 28th. Um, and if you're any type of gamer, I'm sure you've already gotten it. But if you haven't, go get it because it is it is an immersive world you're not going to want to leave it is a pretty amazing especially thing. if first person shooters aren't your thing you know if you're really? like ah, okay. i don't normally do that stuff check this one out okay. because there's a lot going on between the characters that's uh a lot of fun as well oh i love that i, I again it's a movie that you get to control sign yeah. me up just take away nine of the buttons and i'm there you and me well we're gonna go and play a point and click romance after this right there you I go would love ah, to see that. i would love to do that i'm telling you thank <laughs> you so much neil i really appreciate it and uh yeah please everybody go follow neil because this is uh some pretty incredible stuff thank you for joining us yeah man thanks you both christy thank you Aww. both for your time i really appreciate it yeah, no, good luck neil. break a leg Bye, neil. Uh, you two touch. guys both of you yeah both of you thank thanks. you take care wow what a, what a kind of a, a a a look into the I mean a more a more not to use this word again but a more immersive look into an immersive world. It's just it it's such every time a new technology comes out, there's a whole new type of acting that that pops up around it. And so this whole thing was really amazing. Well, it's like what you say too, where this is not going anywhere, and um, you know, I think it's going to be the norm, and you know what we know uh is already outdated right like everything yeah, that we've sure. done with reporting to the actual studio is now outdated in that now you just use zoom and you just yeah. roam from home and yeah the market in voice acting is always changing and if you're yeah. genuinely interested in it i'm just happy that our podcast has the best guests because we really do get sort of a a, a behind the scenes look at sure exactly Whole how this world. goes down i learned yeah. so much today me i'm really too. happy no me too that he came on and um, who knows? MoCap maybe should be a part of the contest challenges. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how he would do that because it's so, be you know, hard. let's get through this first one. Yeah, um, maybe we should come in the future. <laughs> and yeah. then in the future, you never know what, what contest two or three is going to be like. Man, um, that'd be cool. But yes, we are, as we're saying, we can, we're finally talking about the contest in actuality. I mean, like actual specifics of dates and stuff you can do. So we will have far more on that in the future. And we can't just say it's a thing down the line. It's actually happening, everybody. It's actually happening. We can't wait. It's going to be everywhere. We are going to find the next big voice actor in this country. We absolutely are. We don't know who it's going to be, what they're going to do, but we are going to find a colleague out there amongst us. Uh, so we cannot wait. Thank you all so much for joining us, for joining Christy in her completely wherever she is in the world room. Uh, she could be anywhere. She might be in Rome right now. I don't know. She's not letting anybody know. I wish I know. was in Rome right now. Jeez Louise. See, you don't know. And I also don't know who this Louise person is. See if you introduce <laughs> somebody new to the contest. That's all right. It is what it is. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We will see you. Well, hear you, listen to you, whatever. Just come back next time because it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And until then, if you think you got what it takes to be one of us, put your voices where your mouth is. Thanks, everybody. I Hear Voices is hosted by Will Friedell and Christy Carlson Romano. Executive produced by Will Friedell, Brendan Rooney, Amy Sugarman, and Vicki Ernst Chang. Our executive in charge of production is Danielle Romo. Our producer is Lorraine Virawes, and our editor slash engineer is Brian Burton. And that uh, was my announcer voice. Some side effects of listening to I Hear Voices are sore abs from hilarity, falling down the cocoa melon rabbit hole, sneezing due to mass nostalgia, and hugs. Follow I Hear Voices wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of the amazing voices. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at I Hear Voices. Voices podcast. You can also check us out on MySpace, Omegle, Vine, LimeWire, AM, and Napster. Okay, well, let's teach you about the internet. The who? The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. 
We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.